0: Hello and welcome to episode number 321 of the Super Horror Bros Podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going?
1: I am well. How are are you?
0: (laughs) I am not well. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hang on. (laughs) I thought that was the case last week.
0: It was, yeah. (laughs) The the listeners can sort of compare and contrast because I thought I was bad last week. Oh. I uh, but I wish I was in the condition well. Yeah, because this is awful. Um but I really wanted to talk about this week's film. Um and we've got a lot to talk about in the coming weeks as well. Um,
1: yeah, it's non stop, man. You can't get ill right now.
0: <clears throat> no, this is like the worst time out. ever. If only it was like May and there was absolutely nothing to talk about once again. Um But we'll try and get through it. Um, you have to do a lot the heavy lifting for the uh the film review this week um it's not like there's a whole bunch of different segments to talk about <laughs> yeah it's
1: not like you've got 24 news stories
0: so there's one news story thank god um uh, which i don't really have much to say on either um but it's to do with the the saw franchise which is um
1: <laughs> i was like hmm, there's only one, but he doesn't have much to say about it. I'm like, did Matt not see the Saw news? (laughs) I was like, of course he's got lots to say on
0: it. I really don't, because, yeah, I'm just, um, we've talked about it, and again, obviously it's catching me at a low point, so of course I'm going to be even more pissed (laughs) off, but, like, I just don't have any enthusiasm for Saw anymore after the last three films, and, yeah, I mean, the news is that Tobin Bell is returning, In next year's Saw, obviously he wasn't in um, Spiral in any capacity, which was the first time that he's never been included whatsoever. And, yeah, I don't care. Do you care about this?
1: (laughs) Um, uh, I mean, we've just come off the back of Halloween, and it's like, (laughs) I don't, like, there's probably not two franchises that are, like, that like so huge that we've talked so much shit about mm. other than Saw and Halloween and like both come from a place of love initially in particular Saw and mm. it's just like we've been hurt so badly on the podcast and like got our hopes up and had these reimagining had directors return and everything else Um and yeah I mean I, I, I love Tobin Bell as Jigsaw but I, I don't see what movie can can be released in the world of saw with him in it that, that gets me interested mm. you know spoiler alert he's dead like prequels don't interest me like we've seen the inception of the jigsaw character we've seen the cause of you know everything so like you know unless they're going to on that like how does jigsaw exist in this world other than just a voice and a, and a, and a face on like a video, um, you know, mentoring something out someone else or whatever. Like, I just don't, you know, and again, then like, is he going to mentor someone that was in sore four that survived, you know, it's like, you know, how many people are going to get brought into this web and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so messy, man. I just don't know how they can touch it.
0: Yeah. The, I say, I just don't care because I don't trust many more to make a good Saw film. And I think with Tobin Bell's last appearance in Jigsaw, he kind of did what he needed to do. And I think that was that was easily the best part of that movie, and yeah. it was the best scene in the last three Saw movies was Tobin Bell's scene. Um, so, you know, that alone you should be excited for, but I just think, yeah, but he did that, and that still didn't make a good film, you know? So it's like, mm. it needs so much more than just Tobin Bell at this point, and my early prediction, because they're talking a lot about, oh, going back to the roots and pleasing the the Saw fans and all this rubbish. Like, I think this is going to be very similar to Jigsaw. They're going to use some sort of time manipulation twist to have him pop up, and they'll probably just end up having another apprentice. Which is ridiculous, because that'll be what, the fifth apprentice that Jigsaw yeah. had in his in his time alive now?
1: Well, that's it. They'll be like, oh yeah, it's some random person that survived a random Saw movie. It's like... You know, how many people that have lived through a Saw movie like is there anyone that has lived through a Saw movie that hasn't become his apprentice?
0: I don't think post his death, no, because at the time even of like the, pre his death like I uh, sorry, yeah.
1: I mean I mean sorry, even like like in Saw six, mm. like after he's long gone, like that person could still be mentored via a video, you know tutorial by him. I still don't think there's anyone, pretty
0: much. Yeah, well, I mean, like, is there's people from the last, you know, two or three movies, but, like, it's just, mm. I just don't care. It, it should have always stayed as just Amanda and Hoffman. When they stretched Ooh. out to Gordon, it was already one step too far, which is why I really didn't like Seven. Then, Then adding a new character in Jigsaw... You know, they tried to do its own separate thing in Spiral, which, you know, had that been good and a good, been a good Saw movie, that would have been more of a direction I've gone. And I feel, I feel like they just oh, make sorry. the wrong... They continue to make the wrong... They take the wrong things from the films all the time. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. Spiral wasn't a bad movie because it didn't have Tobin Bell in it. Like, no one was saying that. Like, it's yeah. a movie because of loads of other different reasons and the fact that it just never felt like a Saw film. So, yeah, it's, it doesn't fill me with any any sort of hope at this point, so we've got that to look forward to next october That'll be fun. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, just because
1: we thought halloween was over
0: <laughs> i know it's just one shoddy us- franchise um well once great franchise turned shoddy um for both of them uh but yeah shall we uh shall we just get into this week's film i think we should let's talk about vhs 99 Yeah, we've uh, we've we've been fortunate enough to talk quite a bit about VHS. Um, I'm so happy. Obviously, we covered '94 last year. Um, big fans of it. it was in in our top ten of last year, um, and we talked at the time about how you know it had been long overdue. It kind of it makes too much sense for them to not make VHS because it's just so easy in terms of like you don't need a character you don't need a certain um actor or even the directors and writers you know it can be so many different things just under this this mold and this umbrella um and obviously shudder getting the license doing it just this last year and then off the back of that immediately green lighting a new movie obviously we already know that there's a third movie um for them uh coming out next year as well um but yeah before that we obviously get to see uh, 99 where we get to see the sort of millennium bug phenomenon um but yeah, yeah. What, what is this one about i guess i it's mean hard to uh, do a traditional synopsis isn't it yeah, on a my god.
1: um yeah i mean one thing i would just, just want to touch on i don't know whether mm. you saw the email that we got uh, like like mm. very recently before recording but like this this movie is doing incredible like Shudder had already kind of announced the VHS ninety four was like their record um, opening kind of is it weekend uh, debut they kind of made just yeah for like a film yeah like and um, yeah that VHS ninety four was their most stream movie ever and it's been taken over this weekend now with VHS ninety nine which is mm. incredible um, to see that you know, not, you know, people like us love this franchise, but it just shows that this was not like a a niche little thing that happened. Those, Those original, you know, I mean, two movies in particular, but just, you know, the VHS franchise, you know, is a very, you know, cool and special modern franchise where, you know, it's not just about the segments, it's about the directors that they can get in and the talent that can work on it. And I think it's also like the um like when we get into these segments i'm i start to get into this world of vhs a bit very similar to creep show where i'm like oh okay i believe this story in the world of vhs i'm like yeah there could be a succubus like yeah medusa could be around cool like you know and it's just like all of these like what you know whatever kind of, you know, creatures, like, yeah, if it's a zombie, it's not just going to be a zombie, it's going to be a literal skeleton that's, like, moving towards you. Like, all, all of these things can can exist in the VHS world and they can be over the top, but it still works. And I think, like, watching this one, I was like, wow, not only has VHS got a real image in the branding of 99 and they do very much lead into, you know, this is vhs 99 it's very set around that era but also just vhs as a whole like these two movies that they've put out really have a distinct feel to them that i think is different to creep show and that the two i almost feel like they can just send a load of filmmakers off and make some segments and they're like cool right yeah that's a vhs segment that's a creep show segment and it will it will kind of make sense um So, yeah, I feel like it's really found its identity with these two movies. And, yeah, with with 99, um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you've never seen a VHS movie, basically it's just, uh, you know, usually four to five kind of 20-ish minute segments, um, just horror movie shorts. They pretty much always are just completely independent from one another. Um, But usually you'll have some sort of wraparound, you know, a, a, a conduit. For, for the reason of watching these these kind of shorts. Um, but actually in 99, you, you really don't. Like, it just kind of goes with it. Like, we get this... We, we kind of get these army soldier little kind of videos that, that take place at the start of the movie in between the segments, and they, they do kind of blend into one of the latter segments, but not the last segment. So it's really not a traditional... Wrap you know wrap around with 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 that um but i kind of like the fact that they're just like Do you know what let's not like let's not waste time with a wrap around and telling us why we're watching these segments let's just give us some segments because that's what we're all here for like i don't i don't care you know and i think that's what's so good about the creep show where, where they're just like oh, okay yep yeah, bosh segment and like you know just no bullshit we don't need 10 minute arounds to to tell us why we're watching these um, but yeah, I mean, I guess other than that, do we want to kind of go into our thoughts? Do we want to go into some segments? Like, where do you want to go with this one?
0: Yeah, I was saying we could probably just start with our overall thoughts, like on the movie. And then I guess we can go through sort of segments by segment, but try and keep sort of them brief, really, because obviously it's yeah, we'll can keep it be very long. Point of free. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, um,
1: but yeah, do you want me to go? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed this. Um, it's more VHS, and I love VHS. I think kind of the, the segments all mostly were enjoyable, and I think um, some had better ideas than they did execution, but all of them kind of, you know, just kept me interested enough. I definitely think kind of it started off strong, um and perhaps got a, a you know a little bit kind of weaker and i i did enjoy the segment with the um that kind of leads into the from the army soldiers and when it kind of leads into the 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 boys kind of with the neighbor next door like i i thought that segment was great how they kind of um really played with like a the trope of kind of you know teens but also like very much vhs 99 it was very set in that time and kind of with the technology and everything else, it reminded me a lot of like an American pie movie, like on a turning into a horror movie. <laughs> mm. um, but but yeah, like I, I, I really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, I don't think any of them, I mean, I, I can't even remember like 94 massively the segments, but like definitely kind of like holding these up to like the original movies and that there's nothing in here. That's like this incredible standout for me. But the sum of all the parts was that they were all fairly enjoyable, and I still had a really good time watching it. Mm. What about you?
0: Yeah, I, I really liked it. Like you so say, I think at this point in time, this is like the fifth one of these, and so you, you kind mm. of already know if you're a fan or not. And I definitely am a huge fan of VHS. Yeah. And yeah, I, I had a really good time with it. I think it is consistently very good. Um uh, mm i think it's probably the most consistent vhs movie uh since the first one um i don't think there's a standout though um i think all of the other movies um certainly you know like last year had uh, i think it was called the subject which was that kind of really yeah cool. that gnarly one yeah yeah that had like the sort of hybrid like machine and man melded together which was awesome um you know and even and, like two had safe haven and stuff whereas I don't think this has the one out of the five, but what it did have was five segments that I enjoyed. Um, and whereas last year didn't have that. Last year had at least one segment I did not enjoy. Um, and they've pretty much, other than the first one, they've all had one that I haven't enjoyed up until this point. So I do think that that is... Real credit of like this was just a consistently very good VHS movie Doesn't have a standout segment But it makes it a way more watchable movie Because of that reason that it doesn't have the dud mm. um, The lack of a wraparound was so refreshing Um, Kind of it's weird because I've wanted it for so long And the way this movie starts And you get kind of like the toy soldier stuff With the stop at motion animation that's fun And then as soon as they go into that first segment I was like, "Oh shit! have they are they finally done it? Like, have they finally just dropped the wraparound?" And it's such a good move. Like, it was it wasn't good last year, and all it does is just adds an extra fifteen minutes to the to the run time, which is really not needed. Um, when you're dealing with five segments, And I think five is the good number. Like, five segments with no wraparound is great to me. Um, because yeah, you can do it and you can keep it under two hours. That um, you know, which is good. And I, I yeah, I just. It flows so much better. So I think there's, there's certain decisions that they made, especially, yeah, I definitely want to give that a big shout out because that is a big difference going into the fifth, mm. you know, movie in a, in a franchise and to, and to change it up completely and just be like, nope, this is the first one that doesn't have a wraparound. And to me, huge tick and huge success. Like if next year suddenly has a wraparound again, I'll be very disappointed. Obviously, if it's great, then, then, then fantastic, but even the best one isn't as good as like the half decent. Segments. I don't even know what my favorite. Like, I like the VHS one wraparound because it feels like so much part of that movie of why you're seeing those segments. But since yeah. the first movie, I've never needed a wraparound. I just kind of no. assumed that's what we were doing. You know, we're just watching a bunch of tapes, aren't we? um If you
1: if you were to rank like the worst VHS segments and the wraparounds of all the movies, like mm. you know, four the the four wraparounds would be in the you know the top ten worst ones.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad they did that. And, um, yeah, re- really good segments. Obviously we get into them now and we'll talk more about our favorites, but I think there's only really, there's one that's definitely too long and there's, and there's possibly a second that is slightly too long. But other than that, I thought they were all the perfect length. Um, and that was another positive like, especially the first few they they really just knock them out and they just get in they, they they present what they want and they get out and i was like Oh, i really respect that you know you don't want a a long overdrawn one to kick it off either because that would have really kind of set the pace and that would have made me think like oh this is why they got rid of the wraparound because they're clearly just mm-hmm. padding now and i didn't feel that way at all. it just felt like nope hey the hit here, here are the segments for me personally they, they are you know there's one especially that's maybe a bit too long but no overall i had a really good time with the movie it i don't even know why it was a pleasant surprise cuz like it's vhs and i really like it yeah
1: i know it's weird isn't it i think i think it's the consistency that you speak about mm. that that normally there is this absolute like there there is normally a dud, and yeah. it's just like when you're watching it you're like oh i'm not having a good time with all of these and even when um you know there was there was one where they kind of go um kind of to hell almost Mm. and it's like when that first kind of started and then that happened i was like oh i'm not jiving with this and then it got going a bit more and i was like oh you've won me (laughs) background like even the one where i weren't really jiving with i was like oh you've you've," yeah by the end of it i was in um i think that's why
0: like the consistency is very strong that was definitely my least favorite one, um, but I, I, I still didn't dislike it, and I still wouldn't call it a dud. I still think it's a very good segment. But that is,
1: I think that one was well executed. But my least favorite concept, I think, mm. for me, my my least kind of favorite in execution was actually Ozzy's Dungeon. Yeah. Um, I think they really could have executed that idea a hell of a lot better. Mm. Um, and it went on too long. Um. But yeah, I mean, do we want to go into the movies, the the shorts a little bit? Um,
0: no, let's obviously start with uh, shredding the first one. Yeah,
1: yeah. So with shredding, um, basically, it's this. Uh, I don't, know, I can't remember the name of the band. It's this local band that's kind of basically uh, on the anniversary of a tragedy of a of a different band that where they were performing a gig that a fire broke out and the band members were trampled to death. This building that this kind of fire and death's happening is now abandoned and on the anniversary of this gig, this band decide to go there and uh, you know, see if they can raise hell. Mm. Um and I think like I don't know why. I fucking love heavy metal bands in horror movies. Like I can't help it. Like the second there's like a band in like a or just any band, like a cool band in horror movies and the stories about them, I just kind of dig it. And with this one I was like that straight away. I was like, great, like this group of people are in a band, they're 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 there for the anniversary of this death of another band. I'm like, I'm I'm enjoying it. And and yeah, I think the chemistry between the characters was fun. I think um it did get to a little bit of a point where I was like Man, I don't know why the drummer's dealing with this shit anymore. <laughs> like, if I was him, I'd have, just, I'd have just quit this band way before. But I did enjoy the chemistry between a lot of them. And then, actually, when we got into kind of finale and kind of where it was going, it kind of, it, it, it's what I, what I was kind of saying in my synopsis where I think VHS just lays its hand on the table. It very rarely doesn't do the unseen. It's, you know, it, it kind of is like, oh, you think we're going there? Yeah, we're gonna put it right in your face. And and this one definitely put it right in your face at the end. Um one thing I would say is that with this one, I was very aware of like the the ninety nine branding that this movie has and kind of the the tracking lines and the poor quality and the kind of distortion, kind of very, you know, very old school VHS you know feel to it and it started to, it started to make me think oh fucking hell i hope we don't have poughkeepsie tapes on our hands <laughs> where i'm like you know poughkeepsie tapes is one of my favorite ever fan footage movies but god i wish they actually just cleaned it up a bit and made it less like obtuse uh but to the point where i genuinely believe it's actually real i was gonna say it wouldn't uh, feel
0: uh, as real then
1: <laughs> no uh, but i think with this one i was like Oh, I just kind of wish that it wasn't like it didn't look so shit all the time. Mm. There were certain parts when characters are running and it's like jumping and crackling in this segment where I was like, oh, God. But it kind of I don't know whether it was the worst or whether it was just because this was the first that I kind of noticed it as much. But I certainly noticed it less as the as the segments went on. And I think maybe I just got acclimatized
0: to it quite quickly yeah i didn't really have that problem with this one like i didn't have that problem with any of these ones this year i I remember having it last year um with i think it was the last segment where it was like those, those kids that were um they were gonna do like a terrorist attack or something if you remember they were like plotting and then they had like i can't remember was it a vampire thing where it went to shit in like a warehouse i remember but i remember that one was like so hard to watch um Christ, I, I was i'm like struggling to remember it as you described
1: it that sounded brand new to me yeah,
0: have, a, have a look while i'm just uh going over shredding because i i can't remember what it was yeah. called um but it was it it was something along those lines i remember it was yeah they, there's this there's, there's a guy that's tied up that the are torturing. oh they're like getting blood from him or something um but yeah anyway back to this movie um <laughs> yeah, I, you concentrate on that i'll find it i really like this as an opening um <clears throat> Like the actual setup of this band who are, you know, they're doing their skate videos, um, kind of com- combination with like prank stuff. And it's, it's so of that era in such a perfect way, um, where it just, it felt straight out of the early CKY videos and kind of all these early precursors to Jackass mm. that happened in the early nineties. And I, I'm like, I'm watching it going, how has this not been? done before like it's just it's such the perfect setup to a vhs uh, segment um so i think there was a level of authenticity that they got across straight away where like oh i immediately just fell back into this time period like almost immediately because like yep struggling band acting like idiots don't prank, skateboard and yep, this is this is exactly what people were filming when they had a video camera in the late 90s um so i loved all that setup and then yeah it's it is that like a lot of vhs is get in and get out and it's not like huge story you know intentionally mm. and so i think it is always that thing of like yep here's the setup it's the eve of this band and you know something you know crazy and haunting's going to happen so it was enjoyable like the finale was fine i didn't i didn't think it was anything sort of exceptional when like all the crazy shit started happening i was definitely more in, in tune with like the setup and just find a feeling out the world. Um, but I still really like this as an opening segment. Like, I think it was, it's not my favorite, but it's, it's not my least favorite either. It's just Solid. a very, very yeah. good segment for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And the segment you were um, thinking of was called terror from, mm. from 94. And yeah, it was, yeah, this like, was I remember it now, like, sorry, was it, it was vampires. Yeah. yeah. Where they are like this anti like supremacist group that mm. are kind of, yeah got these plots and then then the vampire kind of gets let out um mm. yeah um but but yeah kind of um moving on from kind of shredding we've got uh what the hell is it called no, suicide bid. I've one yeah suicide bid so suicide bids i instantly kind of um got on board with where basically our lead character is um applying for again with this it's one of these things that we watch so much american tv that we see this these kind of sorority houses and these pledges and all of these things but like that world just doesn't exist in england Mm. like the the only the only context i ever have of it is when it's referencing movies and stuff So like it's weird but it's something that i'm fascinated with where it is like oh basically you just join a cult like <laughs> to some degree. <laughs> and it just depends on like whether it's a more kind of normal one or whether some people go really hard with their sororities. That's how it kind of feels as someone that doesn't like, you know, experience it over here. And especially with this, where yeah, this girl is basically I- I'm assuming when you go to uni, yeah, in your first semester you are um looking and kind of speaking to the sororities and then you put in your bid to kind of you know almost like your preference as to where you'd like to be housed but you kind of put many options and then hope that you get let into one of them otherwise you are uh you know pretty much cast as a social outsider and um she but if you only put one on your form it's called a suicide bid um which i'd never heard of that phrase before i don't know whether you had for this i don't know whether it is a thing or whether it's a thing made up for this movie um but yeah basically this girl kind of she gets accepted and part of her initiation is that she has to spend the night you know just buried alive in a coffin in a graveyard um you know there's this story of a girl that did it before uh and it didn't end so well for her um and so you know why not do it again hey Mm. um but i i really like the setup of this one i enjoyed the kind of you know the reasoning behind the camera and everything and getting it in there and kind of the, the second one of the girls was like the the minute you're most afraid open this box (laughs) and it'll give you comfort. I 100% knew what was in there (laughs) and like, but it's one of them things where like I knew it was in there, but still when she opened the box, it it was still incredibly well, I was going to say satisfying, terrifying. It was still incredibly terrifying. (laughs) Like, um, so yeah, most of this, you know, this pretty much just worked for me, and and uh, probably again, like the 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 actual like last couple of minutes was quite zany and and over the top, but I still enjoyed it. Like mm. like overall, I I do wonder if this is my favorite. Um, I th- I'm trying to like as we start talking about the others, I I wonder, but like I I do think this one might be my favorite of them all. Yeah. um i did
0: enjoy it i absolutely loved this segment as well and i'm I'm right there with you if it's like it's this or one other depending on, on mm-hmm. is my favorite but yeah this everything about this is great the setup's awesome um once we get in the coffin i loved everything about it like i felt a genuine tension and feeling of you claustrophobia. claustrophobia didn't you? yeah, yeah it, was, it was just awful and then yeah when once you get that the the reveals and that i I didn't see it coming so when it happened i was like oh my god that's so messed up and like (laughs) it was just so good and i and then like there's just all these little things that happen like when the you know the it's the weather starts getting really bad and just all these different elements where i'm like oh my god this is making me so uncomfortable so like the fact that this actually got genuine yeah, tension being buried alive and then the then the thunderstorm happens i'm like oh that's worse okay yeah and these these fucking people as well where they're, they're just doing their little prank and then someone like sees them in the graveyard so they're like oh we'll come back later they come back eight hours later like <laughs> you're murderers like you're just straight up murderers like so yeah but it's it's great i i i thought this worked so well it's one of those like simple little concepts and yeah it does go very zany and i almost wish it didn't because i don't think it needed it um mm-hmm. I-, I feel like this would have been the one where as we discuss all of these segments pretty much are like here's the setup the urban legend and then here's the reveal right at the end of said urban legend and i feel like this one follows that rule book as well um and, th- and this one probably didn't need it because it got so much tension out of like the all oh, the what if and just oh it's mean girls doing mean things and that was its biggest strength and then it was like oh and here's a big horror thing as well which was still cool especially Mm. like the visual once you see the 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 gap in the coffin it was just it was too perfect to not use it in some uh, interesting way um but yeah i love this segment it was awesome
1: i think i think when you talk about the claustrophobia as well i think that gap in the coffin so basically the coffin has this like cross cut out Mm. at eye level that's then covered with glass so she can see the dirt being chucked on to the the um you know the coffin as she's being buried alive, and then obviously as she gets completely buried, the camera you can still see that that's like dirt on the glass, and I think that just makes it infinitely worse. You know, if you're mm. if you're in a wooden coffin where you can't see anything, you can almost visualise like okay, they've just chucked a bit of dirt on it or whatever to fuck with me. You know, I'm not really buried alive, but like with that glass like avenue to look out it's like oh no you're there's nothing but dirt mm. like there's no way out and i and i think that's what made it feel more claustrophobic and obviously gave him a a conduit to to fuck with her as well in different ways um which also yeah, was, worked worked very well
0: it was a great choice um, for sure yeah
1: yeah it, it was it was really good um uh so yeah and then next up was the um one that i've already spoken about Ozzy's dungeon Um, which is this great take on like a nineties kind of, you know, game show, TV show with this kind of very cheesy host and this very, you know, hilarious set of this kind of assault course where like literally you, you, you pick up things and then climb through a body and come out um, into a load of shit if you win. Like, it's, like, this kind of, you know, it really is the epitome of, like, what these game shows are. Like, you really kind of play into that kind of satire of it. And I think, um, you know, that was... It, it worked. It, it really felt like a really cheesy, like, uh, 90s TV show. Or, I mean, it even felt a lot like Flora's Lava, which is, like, <laughs> doing the Rams right now. And I can't help but watch sometimes. And, um yeah you know and i think that worked and then obviously when we then got into kind of the flip kind of a little way through when we get kind of outside of the 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 actual tv show and we get to see kind of some contestants that are disgruntled post the tv show i i enjoyed the tv show i thought that bit worked when it started to flip i was like oh okay this is really cool and like yeah this is going to be like really sadistic and kind of you know fucked up and it kind of never truly went there. I kind of, it was, it was a lot of promise and threat without really any execution. And when they kind of, it almost needed to be like some saw traps where like, you know, just some gnarly shit was going on. And in the end it was just like, okay, you're kind of just making him crawl through some slime and stuff. And like, yeah, whatever. And then suddenly we have another third act where we go to a completely new location and we see some like, really weird crazy shit i also want to know why the woman was there like the the like the assistant mm-hmm. like the, the the woman with the muscles she just lives there like she, she just lives there mm-hmm. she just lives on the set even though the tv show has like been cancelled yep she's there like in 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 full like cool cool um but yeah i think i think with this one like i said i i like this setup i liked the the idea but as soon as we then got into the meat of this one it it did lose me a bit and i still didn't hate it but it it probably it probably goes quite far down my list for me
0: yeah i'm pretty much there like this was one of the ones i was talking about when i said it was too long um yeah yeah, and like you say this really massively is a tale of free free acts because the free acts are so distinctive and and different and Mm. act one amazing like some of the best stuff in this whole film um I think it's up there with Best Premise, along with the first one, of just, like, nailing the setting, nailing that era. Um, And it was so good, because there's always been this, like, especially when you watch those old TV shows, there's always that weird undercurrent of, like, man, who are these people, and who's going on it, and what's their motivation, and, you know, what happens to the people that don't win and stuff. So it's just, there's so much intrigue there anyway, and having that as a setup was was awesome and they they nailed it like it felt so again genuine and authentic um then we transitioned into the second act which i thought was decent it was pretty funny i thought to begin with like i laughed quite a bit at a few things but then just went on too long and it, and it outstayed its welcome stopped being funny stopped being interesting and i was like okay this is wow this is still going on i kind of expected something to happen by now um and then we transition into a third act where i'm like okay i'm it in a bit worn out of in
1: a car for five minutes <laughs> yeah
0: exactly i'm like oh i was like oh this is i was ready for this to be done like and we are still going and, and now we're setting up a third act which is just seems so batshit where i can't even like comprehend it it's not even like bad like i said i said i don't think any of this is bad but it was just like what okay so by the end of it, it was it was just a bit too long and it had so much promise and i think by the end of it you almost forget How awesome the setup is with the game with the children's game show because you go so far away from it in terms of tone and what it is, and it it ultimately just devolves into what we've actually seen in VHS a lot, Um, and we'll continue (laughs) to see in VHS a lot. But it's it's just very much like oh yeah that that's the thing is it cool? And I'm like no, you had a completely different thing going for this. So I almost want. It's a difficult thing to go for because you're talking about a collection of different filmmakers, obviously, rather than like an actual film with like a cohesive vision. But I would like one or two segments to be a bit more grounded and not necessarily always need to have that ginormous payoff in the third act because that works in a film. But to get that five times in a film doesn't seem to work as well, in my opinion. Yeah, It is Um, one of
1: them things where, you know, it does feel like the VHS thing now that like... Guess what? The final two minutes of the movie, the short movie, is going to be utter fucking insanity. <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> everyone rips their faces off and we're now all skeletons. <laughs> like you know, just whatever. Yeah, it has a so creature like-
0: design that we didn't have for the rest of the short, but we say for the final scene. Like it's. <laughs>
1: but i also kind of dig it <laughs> i do as well yeah and I'm not like some segment, of it some of most it, of them i do
0: yeah like when it's done right it can be super fun but yeah i, I still like the segment but it, it, it was just a bit too long and it was it's the only one that i have a little bit of disappointment i guess because god the premise is so goddamn good
1: yeah yeah um and yeah next up we have gorkers oh, which Gawkers. um gorkers yeah like i say i don't know whether um gawkers or um suicide Bid is my favorite Mm. but gawkers in terms of like the setup and everything where basically yeah we 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 see the the kind of uh, toy soldier kind of segment kind of we see what's going on with this and it's a kind of brother a younger brother that's playing with an older brother's video camera and kind of like he takes it and basically him and his group of friends are spying on his new next door neighbor um uh and they kind of you know they basically just kind of see her across the street and like instantly kind of you know this teen kind of infatuation happens but then she's very much like stacy's (laughs) mum, like like leading leading someone on like kind of cleaning the car provocatively and kind of you know half getting dressed with the curtains undone and then closing them at the right before the final moments and kind of all of these things that are like egging these kind of teenage boys on and then um the the younger brother that's pretty much like outcast by the older brother and the group of friends hilariously is just out there like skating and honestly this scene like i was like cheering when it happened where like he basically just like like nervously skates over to her, starts talking to her and she starts giggling and then like invites him inside. And I was like, Oh, that's so perfect. I loved it so much. And, and yeah, basically from then on, it's like, Oh, the younger brother has like an in to like, he actually has spoken to her. Whereas we've all just been sat there just watching from behind our curtains. Like, can we use him to, to spy on her more, I guess. Mm. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed this one. I think I think it is my favorite. Like I, I really enjoyed the suicide bid and this one, but I think this one I really loved the premise, and I think they kind of nailed it. And then when we actually got like the the final kind of scenes, I was like, uh, okay, like like you know we spoke about it with the previous segment. It's like okay, you're doing your VHS thing again, but I'm kind of I'm kind of down for it. I I, I you know, it kind of just had a smile on my face. For like when when it all kind of kicked off and i was like yeah you kind of got what was coming to you <laughs> like mm. just had a good time with it so yeah i i really enjoyed this one
0: yeah i completely agree this was absolutely fantastic and yeah along with suicide bid it's it's the, they're the best two by far um mm. and yeah it's again i i remember when we watched um creep show last mm. year and we were like man it's so ridiculous that the concept was what if the book of the dead invaded bob ross's art show yeah. and that was the concept and it was ridiculous but they stayed true to it for the entire vision of the episode and it works so goddamn well and this entire premise of the segment is what if in american pie the girl they're spying on is actually a bloody medusa like <laughs> It, it, and it's so ridiculous and it just but it works perfectly Ooh. and I think like I say all of the scenes are set up but I particularly loved the scene with the delivery man outside oh when he did
1: little dance
0: yeah because the commentary of the kids over the top yeah. of that whole scene was just so funny with them, like, you know, talking shit about him saying, oh, she doesn't want to talk to you. And like when he's looking and then when he does his little dance and they're all just like ripping into him, like, oh, yeah, it, it, was it was amazing. So, like, I, I really enjoyed it. It just this one really made me laugh. I liked the horror stuff. Like I say, it's such a amazing set up because yeah the second you see this girl like say they're playing into all these genre conventions so well Mm. of like oh she's baiting the fuck out of these kids and it's so Mm. obvious and so it's like you're in on the joke and the kids aren't um which i really enjoy because you've you as a viewer you're like oh yeah i'm watching this horror segment tape i know that this is clearly not what they think it's going to be and i can't wait to see it unravel on the screen um Mm -hmm. And when it did, it was super satisfying. So, yeah, I, I, I this, this thing was so good. Like, I'm, I'm so glad we got, like, two really fantastic seconds. When
1: I think as well, one of the bits that really made me laugh was when we got the reveal after the reveal. Mm. So, so they finally get, like, the money shot of her, like, undressing. But then she continues to undress and, like, <laughs> takes her wig off to reveal what she actually is. Yeah. And, like it still it took a way longer time than it should have for those <laughs> boys to transition like yeah. they clearly were not looking up for a while where, yeah. and and i i just found that so hilarious where i was like dudes you realize that she's now like taking her her wig off and like she's clearly some sort of monster and it was like mm. five seconds later they they then realized what was going on <laughs> and i yeah. just thought that was perfect like the, the timing of it was so perfect
0: yeah it was it was absolutely fantastic
1: it was great it was great um and yeah the final segment uh is to hell and back um which i'd already kind of t- briefly touched upon um which basically uh, god i don't even know how the setup even happened where there's
0: mm, a
1: cameraman <laughs> and a producer that are filming some sort of like seance or something like some mm. sort of you know cult that's that's doing some sort of sacrifice to the other world, and somehow when they are doing this seance, the cameraman and the producer get sucked into hell, literal hell um they they kind of come round, and yeah they are in hell um and they they kind of figure out like this hilarious like plan. The, the seance is going to conclude at midnight. So if they can get to a certain location within half an hour, they might be able to pull their way back into the normal world. <laughs> mm. And so they, they have a journey through hell basically. And yeah, I think kind of, as I touched upon the, the setup, this is the one that I'm least into of all of the, all of the segments in terms of the, the premise Um you know it, it definitely interests me least but i think actually when we actually got to see hell and we got to see was it mabel the the kind mm. of demon or victim or whatever you want to call her in hell like i enjoyed her as a character i enjoyed that kind of, there was one scene where she kind of fucks off for a minute and then they kind of catch up with her and she's just casually like ripping an arm off a dead body mm. and i'm like I, I, I kind of enjoyed that and kind of whether we could trust her or not. And, and you know, I enjoyed the kind of bundling journey that they had by the end. And, and, yeah, it's to the point where I'm like, okay, they they made a good segment. It was enjoyable to watch from a premise that really does not interest me, I think, is where I'm at with this one
0: yeah once again i completely agree like i think it for some reason they just they got to it so quickly Mm. in this one and i I was lost like we we get to hell so Mm. quickly and i don't have a clue who we are who the characters are yeah what's going on the i'd kind of missed the whole time element so I, i just didn't really get it i was just like what and so i enjoyed the visuals because it really was impressive to kind of just go to a completely different visually striking place and like pull it off on a budget and it feel like fun in this segment so i really liked that but it was yeah it just was lacking what i got from pretty much all the other um segments which was at least a very good premise like they all have such good premises um for this vhs like literally the other four all have fantastic premises um and then you get to this one it's like Yep, they just dive straight in and and it's cool, you know. And I I do think this will be one that people will actually really enjoy. Um because visually it looks completely different to the other ones. It looks very different to anything in in the last two VHS movies. Mm. Um so you have to give them credit for that. But yeah, it, it wasn't for me. I think by the end of it, I quite liked it, but I was also a bit confused with the ending as well. Cause I didn't know what the rules were. So when, once we got back, I was just like, what? I don't really know what's happening here. And then it kind of ended. So I, I was left a bit confused. Um, and it, and it obviously maybe wasn't the one to end it on for me. Cause I didn't have that, you know, super enjoyment like I had the previous segments. Um, yeah. but still, it was still a good segment. Like definitely not a bad one for sure. I think they should have swapped four and five Mm. because I think obviously
1: like four was the, the, if, if this has the Vegas wraparound, it was Mm. this army soldiers that then kind of led into um, the fourth segment. And so I think if they'd have kind of um, ended, you know, on Gawkers that would have just made sense for, for the, the makeup of it in, in my opinion, and would have just been a higher way to end the movie as well.
0: I completely agree, and I feel like Gawker's was pretty short as well. Mm. So I I think ending on a short one that just gets in, you've already established one character, and then, yeah, you can just kind of like... I think that's the thing that was cool about it, was it was mostly done through voiceover. You Mm. don't really see the characters a lot, um, Mm. because it's them doing commentary on things that happen outside the house. So that was what I actually liked, and I think that's what goes in favor of it of the the runtime is that you don't need to actually set up people on screen you know like the first segment for example it needs to set up all four members of that band um whereas this doesn't really have that issue so yeah it would have been for sure um a better way to do it but yeah overall still this this was great like, I, I mentioned earlier that i don't really know why i had a hint of surprise where i was almost like oh yeah of course they're gonna do it last year well because it's the big return for vhs but I almost worried with a quicker, you know, turnaround and stuff. Mm. I'm like, oh, are they, are they just going to kind of put this out and live off the back of last year? But I'm like, no, this, this shows that they care. They're getting the good people. Um, that's another thing I wanted to touch upon is obviously next year we've already got like, um, Scott Derrickson, um, and, uh, oh God, who's, who's the other? Oh, I'm um, David Bruckner. So like we've got two big names involved really? on next year's project. And, I made sure, as a point for this one, to not look up who directed the segments beforehand, um, because I knew a few of these names. And typically, I do like to do that. I just am curious. I'm like, oh, i like to know which one. But I didn't want to have that unintentional bias towards anyone. And it is funny that our two favourite ones are by two people that we know. Um, right, exactly. Obviously... Yeah, so Suicide bid is by Johannes Roberts, who, of course, was uh, on our top ten last year for uh, Resident Evil. Um, and then the other one, The Gawkers, is by Tyler McIntyre, who did um, Tragedy Girls. So, you know, they both have done stuff that we've liked in the past, and both their segments are absolute baggers. So, yeah, if that's anything to go by, I'm very much looking forward to uh, Derrickson and Bruckner's contributions next year. but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was great. I'm really, I had a great time with this.
1: Yeah, I think, like, talking about all those segments really did bring it home, how good this movie actually is.
0: Yeah. And, like,
1: kind of how solid it is and, and how, yeah, it really does rival the, the original VHS movies, which I didn't even need this franchise to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, but I think, and I think it is better than the 94. Um, you know, maybe... As time goes on, I'll, I'll think, you know, that they're close to each other. But I do really think how strong this one is and how each one of these segments are very enjoyable, that, that this is just, yeah, all, all around a really good movie. And, and Shudder have really got themselves something now. I think they've got these two movies that, A, have come out very quickly. They've been very well received. They've been very well watched. And they're clearly all systems go on this franchise now. And it's it's mm. awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, is it just like well, like we've said before, another feather in the cap for Shudder. Like mm. this is such a good film franchise for them to really make their own, and because obviously it already had a huge fan base before. Like we were part of that, um, and I've been dying for a revival for this franchise, and I couldn't have ever, you know, wanted a better home for this franchise than than on Shudder. Yeah, um, I think that's the
1: thing. This was very much, you know, VHS was very much a franchise that we kind of seek out pre-podcast you know pre us doing the podcast when we were just kind of horror fans looking for something a bit different looking for something ending you know we've always wanted to seek out good indie movies and good indie things but it's like i'm never going to be one i'm never going to be a person to like watch short movies on youtube or wherever you know like at fright fest i don't i don't watch the short movie showcases Mm -hmm. but neither of us do you know and it's like you know i'm sure there are gems there but there's also so much trash and it was almost like you know this branding of vhs and this kind of collaboration of the first movie has kind of set the bar where it's like yeah it's not about shite but it's 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 collecting really great filmmakers that have got a really great short story to tell and it was a it was a great indie movie that we latched onto very early, um, just being horror fans. And and yeah, it's a franchise that we've definitely kind of grown with. And it's great now that we've done multiple of them for the show.
0: Yeah. And it's great that they're great. Like we, we've, you know we've talked about franchises a lot on this podcast that uh, are beloved <laughs> and, and what we like yeah that aren't good or, or at least the ones that we've got to cover for the show haven't been good and so yeah. this is delightful that we're not sitting here talking about the last two vhs's and going man everyone should watch those first two movies because they're so goddamn good yeah. and like but it's like no the the first two are great and these two are great as well like viral is not good and you shouldn't watch it but like the other four four out of five now like this is when i start looking at like the actual weight of a horror franchise in terms of overall how many entries i think are good and that's really that's really strong four out of five is incredibly strong if they can make it five out of six next year and obviously all of the entries on Shudder being great like that's that's super good for them um but yeah, we did actually have a, a quick comment um on this one from Kat on Twitter, who said, uh, I preferred 94 overall, uh, but I did enjoy this. Uh, the first two segments were the strongest. Every story had good ideas. Um, but the game show and the peep and tom segments were overlong and comparatively weak. Um glad these are being made though. Look forward to more, absolutely. Um so yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Kat. Obviously, so you had a couple of different favourites, I guess, but I think that just shows like the strength mm. of particularly this film. As I keep coming back to, I I do think it's consistently like I'm not going to say it's the best VHS movie since the first one, but it's it's easily the most consistent because I don't think this has that one segment that you point to going, oh, that was a real stinker, that one. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, very, very good time indeed. Um, Yeah, that was our discussion on VHS. we will take a quick break and we will be right back. So, yeah, that is uh, pretty much it for another week. Um, We did have an email, in fact, from uh, Cody, um, which I wanted uh, Mike to read out because I like to move on and move forward, and I think we've both said our piece on Halloween last week, um, so I don't want to go over old ground but i know cody who is a very long-term listener um and i would also describe him as a long-suffering halloween fan um he's kind of been there on this journey with us from from 2018 which i know he really uh, loved um and then kills which i know he really did not like so i was always curious where he would go with ends um Hmm. and then yeah he let us know didn't he in the past week he did indeed. so uh yeah so cody
1: writes "Dear super horror bros I watched every single Halloween film leading up to Halloween ends. (laughs) One to three, four to six, H2O, Resurrection, and the last two. And then in brackets, sorry, I'm not a fan of Rob Zombie's movies, and ignore those. I know, hot take. I mean, Cody.
0: I know. I didn't want to interject, but we have to.
1: You watched... Every Halloween, you didn't watch every Halloween movie, and you did yourself a <laughs> disservice, pal. Because you not only watched the last two, you watch Halloween Kills again instead of Rob Zombie's Halloween. Like, man. <laughs> but I, I, I gotta, I gotta say though, like all joking aside, my god, I respect that as a, as a way to to set yourself up for Halloween ends. <laughs> like that's that's fairly ambitious. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. It's.
0: Um, I'm not going to like go on, especially not this week, heaven forbid, but I'm not going to go on a massive defending of, of Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. But I do want to clarify, or at least can you clarify for us, Cody? When you say I'm not a fan of Rob Zombie's films, do you mean the Halloween films or do you mean all of his films? Um, because, yeah, I, I just... The Devil's Rejects exists, so I want to know the answer to that question. I think
1: think it's one like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop. I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) stop. I was just going to say that I can see how someone that loves Halloween, traditional Halloween, and then Rob Zombie's take on it with you know the way he does a movie, I could definitely see how you're like, wow, Hmm. that that's a spin. Like, yeah, because you know it it was Rob Zombie's Halloween, so I I do get that. But if you love you know the franchise, you could. But either way, let's move on. Anyway, Cody continues. I was not expecting much from this film based on a leaked plot synopsis and the trailers. My God, a leaked plot synopsis! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was one hour and fifty minutes that my wife and I will never get back. I needed a pepto bismol after watching that movie because my mind and body were both confused on the hot. We're both confused on what on the hot mess we watched. Oh well, time. Uh, what was it? Time towards that betf- Time to wash. I think he's meant to say there that bad bad flavor out of my mouth with Chucky season two. Well played, Cody. <laughs> um, and he does say, "P.S. As a long-time Halloween fan, I really wanted to like this movie, the trilogy, and really come." Which Cody's P.S. is definitely just just definitely like my my P.S. on this trilogy. Like I really wanted to like it, and and as a Halloween fan. I really wanted to like it and kind of, you know, I've said how you put, you put Michael Myers and you get him to kill things. I thought it would work and it just didn't because kills didn't work for me. And then this one doesn't have that either. Anyway. um, So yeah, that's Cody's take on it.
0: Yeah. We can, we can draw a line from it now and and move on. I'm very happy
1: that Cody is watching Chucky season two. And what I really want is a follow up email on on (laughs) Chucky season two from Cody, because let's talk about, let's talk about fun things
0: yeah for sure yeah i was gonna say let us know like some good horror movies that you've seen cody because yeah we don't always but i'm just i i wanted to get that out there yeah, for we, the, yeah. we, only,
1: we only hear from you when you're when you're a broken man
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah moving on we, we've we got a lot to talk about in the coming weeks um we as i've been super sick i've caught up on so much stuff to talk about um but i will not be doing that this week um so yeah, you need to you that. need to
1: actually uh you know, be able to talk and then you can talk about the things you've watched.
0: Yeah, but I got I got films, I got TV shows, I got so much. But yeah, next week uh we should be watching Barbarian, which is oh. long overdue. Looking forward to that. We also know that Pearl is already out on demand, so we can watch Pearl, which is extremely exciting. Um right. and as well as I think Terrify Two will probably I was be out saying, right and,
1: I and Terrify Two is out like
0: Yeah, we can take our pick from free movies that we desperately want to see. So it's extremely crazy, exciting. Right? It's crazy. Yeah.
1: It's great. i barbarian, just like as just before we finish, like it's such a weird movie where I'm like, I don't know whether I've been as excited of a movie uh, to watch a movie that I know jack shit about <laughs> yeah where i'm like and i'm I'm so grateful and I hope that like I can continue that until we see it because i've I've not seen a second footage of this movie, I don't think mm. like I'm pretty sure I haven't i I know two cast members. And I know that this just got so much buzz and like that just had me sold. And that doesn't normally happen. Like often when a, when a movie gets this sort of buzz, I have to know a little bit more about it, but I kind of, with this one, I've just trusted the buzz and I'm like, cool. Yeah. I'm in and I'm, I'm very excited. And I, I can't wait to finally see it this weekend and actually see if the, the buzz does get, you know, we do get the, the payoff. Um, for not knowing and going into it as cold as hopefully we're going to be able to
0: yeah it is super rare like I can't remember the last time we you know we saw a big movie like that like you say that I don't even know a plot synopsis no. um, and well, yeah, this movie
1: start it... like in the 1200s in the future <laughs> yeah. and, like 50 people it could be zombies it could be werewolves I ain't, I ain't got a fucking clue and with
0: it's the something... cast as well that we know of it's like man they they make an extremely diverse amount of movies so yeah. you can't even look at the cast and be like oh they'll be in a certain type of movie because they're in every type of movie um, I'm just like so, yeah. oh
1: it's a in it's probably vikings that's what i'm thinking
0: (laughs) (laughs) if only um but yeah great stuff to look forward to um hopefully i will not be dead next week so i can enjoy them um fingers crossed yeah fingers crossed indeed but yeah that was episode 321 Uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I never could. How could I?